Hello, my name is Tereni. Welcome to your favourite podcast show, The Lampstand. Here we speak the truth, shining the light life beyond the wall. Join in, giving the Lord total control of your life as you listen to the podcast. Shalom. But he can't see what is in hope. For God has said it, and he had to believe it. And that was what keeps the scale for him. And his identity in God, his inheritance in God, even though now he cannot see it physically. In fact, what he's seeing physically is not good. He's seeing slaves. Mm, that's true. That's true. In the, in, he's seeing slaves. Yeah, that's the fact before him. That's the physical thing he's seeing. But with the eyes of faith, he was able to see what God has earmarked for him. And so I want to give you a, a taste. We want to give you a taste of it. So turn with us very quickly to First Peter chapter 1. I will read from verse 3 to 5. Okay. Yep. As friends out there, First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 3 to 5. I want verse to 3 to 5. Okay. Let me read it. Old King James or King James first. Okay. Okay. Um, I've, I've, um, first Peter chapter one, then we'll read from three to five. First Peter chapter one, we'll read from three to five. And it's so strong in my heart as we're going to this first Peter chapter one that it's worth for us to listen to it as we read. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. For to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Moses saw it. Mm. He saw that in Christ he had his inheritance. Our inheritance is incorruptible. Mm. It's on the fire. It doesn't fade away. It's reserved in heaven. Look, uncle, even if I go now and buy a Hummer, Hummer Jeep, <laughs> brand new chassis, even if I go and carry it now, the moment I drive it out of the forecourt of that dealer, it begins to depreciate in value. It's definitely 100%. If I, if I take it back the next day and say, I don't want it anymore, the value has already depreciated. So they won't give me back whatever I paid for it. That is the, the worth of the things of the world. What, what I see the world uh, um, that it has done is, it has already done what I can simply put a kind of pre-programming. He has set a standard uh, that you can't change it. It's systemic. Since it's systemic, it works by system. 
and that's why we call it world system. Mm. It sets all its agencies in different places that when you get here, they are the one in charge because they've already gone ahead. So you can only just play ball with them or dance to their tune. You are the one again, if you don't want that, to now have a kind of rethinking, a rearranging or a reconstitution of the man you have inside. I hope you're hearing me, young persons out there. Moses, that was the estimation he had. He did evaluation. He did an approximation. He formed an opinion that was of faith rooted in the Lord. Though Moses' evidence in Goshen was nothing to write home about. Lambs, goats, hill lamb, oxen, they will be making noises, bleating of their noises. But amidst that bleating of noises, and we have bleating of noises on social media platform, we have bleating of noises on Google, on different kind of um, browsers. But amidst of that, Moses saw <laughs> something. He had the eyes of faith. He had an evidence. So the evidence we have today is the Bible, the Word of God. Moses, I don't, I can't remember if he had what you and I have different versions. On your phone, young persons, I know you have different versions. Believe God. God is saying there is a country which is far greater and whose builder and maker is the Lord. That's what um, our sister is bringing to us. Let's have a godly approximation, a godly valuation of your identity. If you don't, the world will will give its own identity to you and they will de-estimate you. They will devalue you. But your value is priceless if it is Christ. Amen. It's priceless. But the world system, the value, it fades away. COVID-19 mm -hmm. is devaluing many things. Mm -hmm. with, a, with a brief understanding of stocks and shares, it depends on the law of demand and supply. So if there are issues, natural causes, if there are issues, sicknesses, you will see the shares plummeting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you are losing money. But I have never heard that heaven has lost anything. Hallelujah. But heaven is always gaining. Even this evening, we had the good news. Heaven gain another soul. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Go ahead, my sister. This inheritance doesn't fade and doesn't look, lose its value like the currencies of the world, like my brother is saying. Mm. It doesn't lose its value like the Nike you bought in 2020. It has lost value. You have to buy another one in 2021 if you want to keep up with the fashion. Even two yearly is too long. You have been nice to them. Every six months. <laughs> Every six you have been too nice to them this evening. Every six months it fades away. It's, what they do is recycling. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to, I'm just going to use, look at all the other words that the different versions used to describe this inheritance. Some, one said it cannot decay, it cannot spoil, it does not fade. One says it cannot be ruined, it cannot disappear, mm. it cannot be destroyed. It cannot be used. It's beauty. Even, even if you are misworld, eventually age will make you lose that beauty. There is nothing that the world system and nothing that mankind holds as something that is worth anything that does not fit. It will lose its value. It it's a perfect inheritance mm. beyond the reach of change and decay. It is reserved in heaven for you. I pray that you will see it with the eyes of faith as Moses saw it. One said it is imperishable, undefiled. It does not diminish. Mm. It is a perfect inheritance. So if we go to that options appraisal again, where we see that Egypt we fade away. Excuse me, uncle. Yes. Where is Egypt now? That <laughs> civilization that Moses oh, was ruling over. Is he, where is it now? It's faded. It's faded. It has faded away. Faded. The same way our own civilization will fade away. <laughs> but this one is unfading. The one that God is holding up for us. We may not be able to see it with the physical. Because, like our brother said earlier, the things that are seen are temporary. They are temporary. The things that are seen are eternal. Amen. You must see to the eyes of faith. Amen. Amen. While Egypt has perished, Egypt perished. This one cannot perish. The, the rulership of the world has changed now. That's a, that's a civilization. And it's changeable. But this one... God is the ruler of this new kingdom. He cannot change. He cannot change. Hallelujah. Amen. This one can decay. He can disappear. Where is the Egyptian? In fact, we go there now and look at the pyramids, isn't it? Mm. We go there stories to look at how it was destroyed and ruined. In fact, thieves went into where they buried all those pharaohs and they stole all the treasures. It was only a few that the uh, archaeologists could find mm. to come and show us. Now, this is how they lead in that civilization. It disappears, it is destroyed, it is ruined. Hmm. And note this. Hebrews said, in, in this present world, we have no continuous city here. Hmm. There is going to be a total destruction and annihilation of the world as you know it. It is coming. It is coming. No matter how long this world exists, the end thereof is destruction. Mm. Because a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem is coming, is coming down from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. So whatever you acquire, uh, you are just waiting for fire. To consume it. But this king, this our inheritance is kept securely 
in heaven for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We may not be able to see it physically. We believe it. We believe the word of God. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a definition of faith. If you just put faith to Google, you will say faith is believing something without proof. <laughs> Me, I know, you know, somehow we there's an amplification of that. It's true. Faith is believing something that uh, without proof. But actually, faith is believing something when you see, when you have a negative proof. Mm. For example, Moses didn't only see proof that the kingdom of God that he's going for will be what God says it is. Actually, he saw a negative proof in the slaves. He can as well say, Lord, if you are saying that there is a kingdom that you are keeping in heaven for me, look at the people representing you. Look at how rejected and ragged. <laughs> how, can, how can you say you are keeping something so great and valuable for me? But look at your children. They are slaves. Faith is believing something. Not only when there is no proof. Actually, when there is contrary proof, he believed God. He held on to that inheritance that is kept securely for him. Mm-hmm. So can you now see why uh, uh, he was able to tip the scale? It's only because we are doing a voice, a voice recording. Because if he was, if, if we could show our faces or whatever, I would have been showing you a scale. You know, like the scale that it, they put uh, in court or that scientists yeah, yes, use yes, yes. that would put weight, 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 weight yes. to, to balance. Yeah. I would have been showing you on one side was Egypt and all its glory. On the other side was this heavenly inheritance hmm. that we don't know, that we haven't seen. Because the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for his people. So we can't see it physically, but we can see the physical Egypt. So we, we are looking at this inheritance that we are believing that God has said it and it is true. Mm. But the evidence we are seeing now is not, is not very good. If you put the two on a scale, <laughs> the scale will be shipping towards Egypt. Definitely. Until God opened Moses' eyes. eyes. And he saw that, that city that is above. Mm. He saw those privileges. He saw himself abandoning the throne of Egypt, but sitting at the right hand of Jesus Amen. upon his own throne. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He saw himself abandoning the wealth of Egypt, but he saw and uh, the wealth in Christ. Ah, uh, that you know, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. The wealth of the world to come. Hey, where, my brother, when we get there, yeah. the angels are the ones that will be serving us on that day. Amen. When we sit down. They are ministering spirits. That day, when, when the Father will say, welcome, good and faithful servant. Sit down, sit down, sit down. You know, in that new Jerusalem, some of us will be leaders of thousands. Some of us will be leaders of 10,000. Some of us will be rulers of the of the cities and of the nation. Some of us we have crown upon our heads. Ah no 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 no. Even now 
the riches of living the life of Christ, the benefits that are caused to us by following him. Oh, far outweighs the treasure of Egypt. It's indescribable. It's really, really indescribable. I'm, I'm, I'm lost for what now. Yeah, it's indescribable. That's the word. Yeah, indescribable. I'm praying, I'm praying that our young people, beyond what we can say tonight, they, they are, their heart will be open to Lord, please open their eyes to see. Amen. The Lord it was the same that. thing that Joseph saw. That he told Pharaoh, so eh, how can I? How can I do such a thing against my God? Don't you know my identity? It was the same thing he saw. It was the same thing that Ruth saw. Yes, yes. Where she told the mother, said, please, now, mommy, mommy, please, don't tell me not to uh, to go back home. Hmm. I'm not going back home. Where you die is where I will die. Hmm. Where you live is where I will live. Your people, I will, your where your people. people are, that's where I want to be. <laughs> Crisis of identity. Many people experience it too. Hmm. Even Jesus experiences that. Mm. At the garden of Eden, at the garden of uh, Gethsemane, Gethsemane, he yes. was willing. He said, "Father, take this cup away from me." Mm. Ah, the for your identity is to go and die for them. Mm. That's your identity. What are you going? To, you've been following. You've been you, you've been living that identity up till now. Is it at the last minute now? They will now, uh, but you know, you now change your mind. Ah, the Bible said, "If with tears, with agony, with strong cries to him who is able to deliver him from a certain death. He cried so much. His blood, his, his sweat became blood. Crisis of identity. Am I going to fulfill what God has earmarked for me? Well, you know our Lord Jesus. Yes. He quickly remembered and said, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Uh, Every of these people also do the same. Hmm. For young persons, we understand that we have moments of identity crisis. Moments of identity crisis with your peers. Moments of identity crisis with your friends. Moments of identity crisis when mommy is not there. Moments of identity crisis where they will say, what do you mean? Don't bring your clothes. After school, you just wear it. You go to where we are going. And when we come back, you just change back into the, into your uniform. Moments of identity crisis where you will be offered all sorts of things that are incongruent with the life of Christ, that are not consistent. And they will say, what, what identity? Come and join with us. Come on, let's watch it. Mm. And you have to take a stand. And say, ah, this is not my identity. My identity is not to engage in pornography. Mm. My identity is, no, 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 this is not. How can I forfeit the inheritance that God has for me and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a while? That's what Moses said. How can I? No, no, no. I prefer to go and suffer affliction. I prefer to be, to be, to be called a fool. I, I prefer to be called a sissy. I prefer to be called that. Uh, I prefer for them to say I'm, they are not my friend. I even prefer for them to bully me than to go down yeah, the, go down that path 
of the world. That, that, that part of my old identity, old life, I can't know. I would rather go with God. Amen. Amen. I think I'm where I think I'm, I don't know if you have anything else. Yes, to just to tie it up. Um, so, quite very clear on this aspect of um, estimation. And um, perhaps to sum up what uh, Stabusola has been saying, our listeners out there, this is the Lampstand podcast where we speak the truth. Uh, shining the light that is live. Uh, the main, the three main um, points of reference, but we are looking them in in quite um, a stretch point. And the three main points are identity, estimation. Don't forget identity. We have been looking at that estimation and choice and as she's been talking about estimation and bringing in identity i'm coming to a summary in which i just jotted it down it says the crisis of identity will bring confusion to your estimation and it will affect your choices in life let me say that say that again listeners when you have a crisis of identity, it will bring confusion to your estimation and then affect your choice in life. When you have a split identity, you see that your valuation <laughs> will actually <laughs> become worthless and then it will affect the choices you will make. Then you'll be tossed here and there, like a pendulum, you'll be vacillating. So it's quite key that you must settle the issue of your identity. And then so that you can place the correct premium or valuation on your inheritance. And then when you are making choices, you make your choices when you are faced with trials when you are faced with questions, when you are faced with tests, when you are with your friends, with your colleagues, with your classmates, when you are where your parents won't be. Moses was <laughs> where the mother was not even there, though the mother has taught him the way of the Lord, which is essential for parents to teach them because that's where children will pick up their identity. But what you have been taught is what will help you when you are in the place of test and trial. So that when you have to make your choice, you let your, your godly heritage be the premise by which you will make your choice. And it's so striking again for us to see that when you sort out your identity, I keep bringing that again, you have a correct estimation. The world system will not begin to give you your standard. You will be setting standard. But we see that young persons, we just, because of our ignorance or lack of understanding of our identity, we see that you want to, you want to, you want to be like 
you want to try and copy this celebrity, copy this footballer, copy this dancer. But you do not know the kind of life that the person is carrying inside. So it's quite very instructive uh, a matter, young person out there, that you must get your identity right. You can only have one identity. You can only have one identity. When you have split identity, it's like somebody who is driving a car forward, but is actually looking at the back view mirror. What do you think will happen to the person? It's going to crash. It's going to cry, crash. So many destinies have crashed. Many glories have already been perforated. Many souls have become fractured or perverted. And you see that the choices they make in life, they are dictated by people who do not have a godly heritage. And I don't know, as the, the Lord will bring Sister Busola back to us once again, perhaps Sister Busola, just on the hair, please just meditate on, if you have time, after this gleanings on Moses, meditate on the matter of maybe coming over after this series of Moses. Look at inheritance of a young person, your inheritance as a child of God. We might look at that because inheritance keep coming out from you. It keep coming out. It keep coming out. Perhaps young persons will need to understand that inheritance keep popping up, keep popping up. Perhaps we can do uh, one or two recordings on inheritance later. Please um, pray on that. Um, but um, it's something that is coming you keep popping out that the Lord will help us to look at inheritance. Because once they know their inheritance, they will, okay. they will, they will value it. Yes. yes. And I the believe and God will help I mean, us. A quick, a quick um, assignment that we can leave for our listeners okay. is that just pick your Bible, all the letters that have been written in the New Testament, and just highlight wherever it says, in him. In whom, mm. by him, through whom. Mm. Mm. I hope you are noting because that, young person. Inside him, inside Christ, our inheritance is inside him. And for you to know what, the, and sometimes it's because our young people are, they don't know what they have in Christ. That is why the things around them. Ah, uh, you know, I want to say something in my language, but I won't say it. But I, I, there's no English translation. The things around them is enticing them and attracting them so because they haven't understood what Christ has offered. Yeah. So yes, it's, it's simple, and God will help us to to do that. But yeah. a simple assignment we can leave them is pick all the letters uh, so from Romans from the letters written to the to the to the Romans yeah. in the New Testament get a highlighter anywhere you see in him through him by him in whom mm. which means in Christ by Christ sometimes that oh, uh, that indicates yeah. um 
um, our inheritance, our position, yeah. our privileges mm. in Christ Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. And as our sister has been speaking, I just said, let me pop into Ephesians because I've done a brief study on that. In verse 1 alone, from verse 4, you begin to see, for he chose us in him. Amen. You begin to see that and you, you go a bit down to verse number 7. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, Hallelujah. the forgiveness of our sins. Then you go down again, you'll be here in verse 11. says, in him we have been chosen. Are you seeing the way it's flowing? And then in verse number 13, it says, In him we have sealed with a seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit. So, we, so that's what um, our sister is making us to see here. Thank you so, so much. We're chosen by him. Yes. So it doesn't matter if your mates or the boys or the girls decide not to choose you. It makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. Mm. You are chosen. In Christ Jesus. Amen. You are chosen. Amen. You are chosen. So that will settle your mind. That will settle your heart. And you won't really be so bothered if you are left out of some things. Mm. You are already chosen. Mm-hmm. You are already Hallelujah. chosen. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to your preferred podcast, The Lampstand. Where we speak the truth, shining the light life. Thank you. God bless you.